After Buzz TV's Chief Operating Officer, Phil Svitek, comes a weekly digital series that shares his insights, concepts, and findings from years of learning and mentorship. Welcome to Phil Svitek Podcast. Hi there. By way of introduction, my name is Phil Svitek, and I've been AfterBuzz TV's Chief Operating Officer since its inception back in 2011. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with AfterBuzz TV, we're a leader in TV discussion, more commonly known as the ESPN of TV talk. Because of my job, I've been extremely, extremely blessed to do some incredible things. For example, I've gotten to go backstage at major WWE events. I've met and befriended some of the biggest celebrities in the world. I've seen the rise of hundreds of hosts go from their early beginnings to their dream jobs, which has been fantastic. But this isn't a session where I brag to you. No, the point is we all have these wonderful experiences that are extremely meaningful to all of us. Maybe even sacred, you would say. Artist Andy Goldsworthy has a quote about this very notion. It goes, There are moments when it is extraordinarily uh, beautiful and a piece of work. I mean, though happens that is... Then those are moments that I just live for. See, these moments are ones worth living for, and I sincerely wish them upon you. However, it is not these moments that concern me on a day-to-day level. What concerns me is the moments that are in between these rare ones, the moments that are much more, let's say, subdued and quiet, the ones that could even be classified as mundane, whether laundry, an activity that has to be done over and over throughout your life. These types of moments we don't talk about much. They're certainly not written about in books or shown on TV. If we talk about activities such as laundry with anyone, it's usually in a begrudging manner. Like, crap, I have to do the laundry. But even though we don't talk about them or consider them much, I want to pose to you that these moments are equally as profound as those once-in-a-lifetime events. Maybe even more so. And here's why. Because if we can't learn to find meaning in the everyday then we'll end up depressed. You can't just go from one amazing experience to another amazing experience. More oftentimes than not, these monotonous moments amount to more of our time than the special ones do. Even successful people that you admire have moments of downtime that they need to fill somehow. See, social media has only escalated this false view that other people's lives are so much more glamorous and interesting than ours. They may get to do fantastic things, but they too have moments of doubt and worry. I certainly do. I recognize I'm not the most successful person in the world, but I also realize that the experiences that I've gotten to have are ones that some people only dream of in their lifetime. And I can tell you firsthand, I have my fair share of ordinary moments. It is how we fill these moments that defines us. So, your adventures are over. Oh no. To live. To live will be an awfully big adventure. Ever know someone who can't sit still? It's because they don't feel comfortable in their own skin. They need another activity to stimulate them. Some people loathe downtime because it's when thoughts all of a sudden flood their mind. Thoughts that they don't want to think about. 
Or if they're not thinking at all, then they default to an emotion they've long associated with such activities, whether it be anger, frustration, or boredom. This line of thinking is not only depressing, but can lead to terrible actions. See, I don't think it's any coincidence that we're seeing so many suicides as of late. I am of the belief that conflict, like matter, cannot be created nor destroyed. The majority of us don't have to worry about food, water, or shelter. And so our conflict becomes internal, escalating into an existential crisis. See, how we deal with it can have life or death importance. Viktor Frankl's Logotherapy is completely based on this idea. Logotherapy is an existential analysis focusing on the will to meaning as opposed to a doctrine of will to power or will to pleasure. It states that a strive for meaning in life is the primary, most powerful, motivating, and driving force in humans. Okay, all this is well and good, but what's the solution? We can't eliminate entire aspects of adult life such as eating, shopping, driving, showering, and so on. Just like conflict can't be destroyed, neither can these aspects. Even if they're somehow minimized or streamlined, they leave room for something else to crop up. Is that scary to you? It was for me for a long time, but it doesn't have to be because the solution is much simpler than elimination. As has been the theme of most of my lessons, it's a matter of perspective. In his book, The Way of the Peaceful Warrior, Dan Millman writes a quote that his mentor taught him. The quote goes as such, there are no ordinary moments. Wait, what? How can that be? All I've done is highlight ordinary moments so far and how they pose a threat to our daily lives. Well, yes, but also no. I frame them this way very deliberately, but the capital T truth is you get to decide how you view these things. The Stoics understood that life contained many, many hardships and surprises, but they conditioned themselves to expect the unexpected and therefore were never thwarted by such obstacles. One such example of true stoicism happened when Edison's facility all of a sudden caught fire and was burning down. Rather than get angry, cry, or worse, quit entirely, he gathered his family and told them to observe, for such a fire as that was a rare sight. Huh? Why would he do that? Because what other option did he have? Getting emotional wasn't going to change what was happening in that moment. The facility was going to burn down one way or another. And it did. And here's the really remarkable thing. Edison rolled up his sleeves and weeks later, he had rebuilt most of the facility and was back to work. Better yet, he was creating things that were far better than anything he'd done before. The fire not only burned the facility, but it burned all the useless failed projects that were taking up both physical space as well as mental space. Edison was afforded a new start. Edison saw meaning in the fire. That was no ordinary moment, but he chose to remain positive and solution-oriented. I use the word choose purposely as opposed to him defaulting to a subconscious reaction such as anger or sadness. Now, it can be argued that a fire such as this is a life-altering moment and not ordinary at all. Fair enough. But it does illustrate the power a person holds over how they see meaning in life, how they derive purpose from experience. You can derive meaning from anything. Isaac Newton's primary life work began with the falling of an apple from a tree because he saw something in that moment that no one else had ever seen before. 
That was no ordinary moment for him. And yet to us, an apple falling seems not that special. I've seen hundreds of apples fall from a tree and never came close to a revelation, let alone an epiphany. But this is where the work of choosing comes in. Last week, I spoke about my philosophy that talent is a process and not a skill. This is because life is all about action. It is about doing. Through actions, we showcase to the world in ourselves who we truly are. It's not an easy task. Sometimes we get tired. It's easy to default to something we've grown accustomed to rather than having to work towards something different and better. It's why misery loves company. It's why there are only a select few that go on to be truly successful. Because if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Well, everyone can do it, and it starts with you. There are no ordinary moments. Practice every day in deriving meaning from experience. And by that, I don't just mean saying, today sucked because dot dot dot. No. Perhaps phrase it like, today I learned blank because of blank. Or how about, even though this happened today, what I gained from it was blank. What do we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. Another trap I see people fall into, including myself, is we focus on the problem instead of the solution. This is because there's some inherent belief in us that says in order to find a solution, we must know what caused the problem. This doesn't have to be the case. Yes, it is a wonderful skill if you are able to simplify things succinctly for others, but it's a fool's errand at times. I've come to learn that life is too unpredictable for us to know why something happened. We can never truly isolate the variables down to a singular one. Scientists everywhere, I'm sure, are cringing at this statement. But even science admits it's only accurate to a certain degree. Fact is fact until proven wrong. The world was flat, now it's not. See, go figure. By focusing on the cause of something, you're focusing on the past. Some psychologists call that time traveling. Don't do that. Instead, focus on the solution. The good news is there's no one single solution just like there's really no single cause of a problem that we can discern. This benefits us because it allows us to try something, see if it works, and if it doesn't, alter our approach. If you start to recognize that there truly are no ordinary moments, then all of a sudden solutions will present themselves to you from anywhere, just like they did for Newton. The choice, as always, is yours. But understand that if you don't make a conscious decision, then life will choose for you, and it's shown countless times that it won't go the way you had hoped. See, hope is not a strategy. That path only leads you to despair at best. The alternative is work, and altering the way you think and view things is very much work. It can be done, of course, but I won't sugarcoat it. It is work that you need to do, and at times it will be hard. The rewards, however, are plentiful if you do decide to do the work. In a way, it's as if you're realizing your potential and enacting your purpose. It is purpose that created us. Purpose that connects us. Purpose that pulls us, that guides us, that drives us. It is purpose that defines Purpose that binds us. There will be days, of course, where you're so exhausted, like me, that you just won't want to do it. It is in these moments that we discover our true strength. If all of a sudden you falter, then so be it. Course correct. None of us are perfect, so don't fret. To help reinforce today's lesson, here's some wonderful quotes that I think you'll like. The journey is what brings us happiness, not the destination. 
There is no good or bad without us. There is only perception. There is the event itself and the story we tell ourselves about what it means. It's time you realize that you have something in you more powerful and miraculous than the things that affect you and make you dance like a puppet. We are more often frightened than hurt, and we suffer more in imagination than in reality. Before you click away to another lesson from Phil, here's a few more things. To review this lesson, you can read the transcript on Phil's VTech's website. The link is provided. Number two, be sure to leave us a comment so we can read your thoughts and respond back to you with any questions you may have. If you enjoyed this lesson, please be sure to hit that like button and tell your friends and family about us. Also, you can support this show on patreon.com slash philspeedtech if it doesn't burden you financially in any way. Every contribution is truly appreciated, and it helps defray the cost of putting this show together, which you can imagine takes a lot of effort. To be notified when future episodes release, subscribe on either Apple Podcasts or on YouTube. Plus, the show is now available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and a host of other amazing platforms. All you have to do is click the link to the specific platform that's most convenient to you. Lastly, if you're a new host or a college student seeking an internship in the LA area and would like to join AfterBuzz TV, visit AfterBuzz TV's contact page. A direct link is provided. Or, of course, you can always tweet at PhilSpeedTech or Instagram me at BonjourJuliette. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Julie Viber, a producer on the show, and we'll see you next week with a very special episode where Phil will interview Eileen Pofeld, who is the author of The Million Dollar One Person Business, a random house book looking at how every day Americans are breaking $1 million in revenue in businesses with no employees besides the owners. She's also a writer for Forbes, so you're not going to want to miss this episode. If there are any questions you want Phil to ask, leave us a tweet, an Instagram, or a comment, whatever you like. Bye.